I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Whoa, whoa. Woo, woo. Here we are. And we are recording on a morning. We actually week. are. I actually feel vibrant. I feel alive. It's yeah. the beginning of the day. Yep. I'm feeling that cocky. That. The, <laughs> I need more coffee. Okay. <laughs> you do seem a little cocky this morning. <laughs> I'm feeling that coffee starting to kick in, but apparently oh, I might need a second one. My goodness. So. You are literally leading us right into Sunday talking about being cocky, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not erasing that. That Lord was good. Lord, deliver me, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're a very cocky, arrogant person, but here we are. Uh, um, it's uh, an amazing journey uh, to spend some time and just dialogue about what God is doing during our service. Again, Luke and I, we greatly appreciate when you come and, and talk to us and say, hey, we love the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's encouraging, but it also reminds us that it's accomplishing the vision and the purpose, which Amen. is to Amen. make sure we're getting into the word, we're dialoguing, we're modeling what it looks like to facilitate and engage in healthy conversation about a message or a worship service. So thanks so much yeah. for letting us know you're you're listening and just pass it on, share it, praise God. We're glad it's working for greenhouses, et cetera. But uh, here we are, man. We're coming in hot at the close of summer. It's really interesting. We're having these fall mornings. We're getting that. We're coming in cool now. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Waking up. I'm wearing a sweatshirt for you the actually first are. time in yes. months. Yes. So. You know, it's like my favorite thing is to, is that transition, but I'm always deceived. I, I've decided I'm quitting. I used to be the person when I got those early mornings, mm -hmm. I would pull out the sweaters. But then September yeah. shows up with like a slap in the face and reminds you, I'm still here. Yep. 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 <laughs> this is, this is like just the hint of what is to come. Yes. And then we get second summer. Oh, I know. Yeah. And that mid September. Oh, and then it's like, it. boom, it's I here. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so we are really coming back into a week where we're kind of right in the middle. We're at the tail end here of some experiences. Summer's closing out. People are taking last vacations. Kings is ready to start up. We've got our celebration for Kings, our big, big open house, not open house. It's the, uh, I forget what it's called. The kids know, but we'll be gathering together with mm -hmm. most of their schoolmates and the teachers next week. And that will be exciting. So fun. We, oh, are, we are closing out. We're in the final days. I mean, there are near four days left to register for school of the spirit. So I want to say that mm -hmm. again, school of the spirit dot church. If you haven't enrolled or if you're a returning student and you haven't selected classes, you got to do so. Because we're by running Sunday. out of time. By, by Sunday. Sunday. Yes. That's really, really August important. 27. Thank you. Yeah, I was already a week ahead. The kids asked me what day it was today. And I was like, it's August 30th. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a week. My wife's like, it's only the 23rd. Yeah, do not rush this, please. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll take it slow. Last days of summer. And I, I want to say this too, because, you know, you think maybe we're just volleying and talking kind of frivolous stuff here. But the truth is that. In these times when we're transitioning, mm -hmm. we got to be super sensitive to what the Lord is saying because yeah. even this transition can be indicative of what's going on in the spirit. Amen. And Amen. We have to be open to always coming back to, Lord, what are you saying right now yeah. in this moment? Well, and I think that's what Paul's getting at when he's saying pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. um, it's our life is supposed to be a heaven-focused life. Yeah. And because... We, I think when we're kids, we learn prayer as, okay, mom and dad are going to pray with you before bed. Mm. And it's this focused, salient time mm. of, dear Heavenly Father, and thank you, da-da-da, you know, and then protect me as I sleep. Right, right. Um, 
and and those are important prayer prayers like that but when paul is saying pray without ceasing you can't pray like that all the time mm. that would that would not be you would never be able to work you wouldn't mm. be able to do anything mm. but when your heart is set on the things above not the things on the earth then even whatever comes out of your mouth or whatever just comes through your thoughts yeah. it's how does that fit in it's and is good. this these are heaven's ideas that i'm implementing not just my own ideas. And as believers, we have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. So our mind is his. Mm -hmm. This is good. This is a perfect lead into the message for going back on Sunday, because if we don't pray without ceasing, mm -hmm. if we're not living in that meditative state, and I don't mean um with your, right. just, you're right. talking about the no. focus prayer yeah. versus the praying without ceasing and that posture of the heart that realizes we are supernatural beings. We are spirit beings experiencing the natural. And so we're bringing through God, mm -hmm. through God and his Holy Spirit, he's bringing the kingdom of heaven exactly to earth yeah. through us. Yeah. So we are constantly that conduit. We're open to the Lord and how he's moving. Mm -hmm. And that really moves us into you and I were just talking before we get on the mic, you know, Pastor Zach's message on Sunday about generational decision-making and just thinking bigger, thinking outside of ourselves and how when you look at Hezekiah, and we'll break this down a little bit today, you know, what is, what is really the issue? Is it this self-absorption, mm -hmm. you know, that he's experiencing? Hey, I'm saved. I'm healed. Right. It's, you know, awesome. Praise the Lord. And then, hey, look at all these things that are going on. Look at the treasury. Look at all this amazing yeah. stuff. There's no focus to the reality outside of self. Mm. and I really believe as we get into some of these passages and talk about Hezekiah and even bring it to the New Testament, like you and I were talking about, this is sort of a charge from the Lord right now. There is, there is some shifts happening in this season of transition. And that's why I say it's important to pay attention. That is so good. There well, are some major I, decisions. I really need this. This you, is okay. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm living it. I'm, I'm a little, uh, we're living it. Yeah. There are some major decisions right now. Well, the thing is that, and the enemy is trying to numb us out mm -hmm. to make us focus on ourselves or just to make us discouraged and bogged down. Yeah. Because um, if he can get you into one of those places, either numb and just going about, as you were saying earlier, the mundane. Yeah. Or if he can just get you discouraged and bogged down where you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing and I can't move forward, that impedes that generational uh, pursuit. Yeah. The, the intentional stepping forward, not just for myself, but also for what is to come after me. Mm -hmm. And that is the critical piece, especially as we're living in a time, whether we're talking about, you know, Pastor Zach bringing it right to promoting kings or Christian school. I mean, this was really interesting. I mean, not something you're going to hear every church say when you're just listing the local Christian schools mm. in the region. This is how much of a serious time we are in right now. My mother-in-law and father-in-law were over last night talking about the, some new law that was just passed in Massachusetts oh, that is just, you know, it got snuck in. The people didn't vote it in, but something that got snuck in. And it's like, again, an affirmation of- You know what it was? I, I don't. Oh, okay. And so I don't want to just- That's fine. But yeah. it, it's, That's the cool. con, it's the continual affirmation of the authority and the mandate from the state for schools to be teaching some things that we would say, hey, that's not what we feel education is for. Yeah. And, and if we just are blindly like, hey, you know, yeah, mom and dad have to work. Yeah, kids have to go to school. There's got to be education. 
but we have to be wise to the schemes of the enemy. We have to know what's going on in our children's education. We have to, not just the education piece, I'm just saying, I like that Pastor Zach was leaning into that on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And saying like, hey, listen, it's not the America that your grandparents grew up in or your parents grew up in. And it's, we really have to pay attention to what is going on. And so what are the appropriate decisions we have to make? Right, because just like Pastor Zach said, we didn't end up here overnight. That's right. And every generation has said, oh, in my parents' day, this would never have been allowed. But it's a continuous mm-hmm. slide. Yeah. Um, and that, that happens one, like as, like one click off That's at right. a time. That's right. We were having a dialogue with, some of our, uh, with one of our children's workers yesterday, and she, also, she and I also sit on, on, on a board together. And I was just talking about, I'm like, you know, I often think about the framers of our constitution. We Mm -hmm. are so far past the focal point of our constitution and declaration of independence. But when you think about it, you know, we read these words Mm -hmm. and we are not necessarily paying attention unless we've watched 1776 or we've done some study to realize that these men had to fight this stuff out. Mm. There were a lot of different thoughts in the room. And they had to literally war with each other yeah. based on conviction so that we could have something yep. to work with here, which yep. is no different than this new covenant mm. we're looking at or the old covenant mm. we call, you know, the total scripture of the Bible. There are people who pave the way with their lives. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is we can't just be a pacifist. We right. can't just pull back. And I'm not talking about the bigger wars. I'm talking yeah. about. The, the spiritual oh, wars absolutely. that we're fighting on a daily basis, yeah. fighting for a generation yeah, to yeah. keep them from manipulation, fear, anxiety, lies. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and, and I would encourage everyone to go read Revelation. Mm. That's been like a whole wow. thing for me where wow. it's, uh, it's, it just seems to be coming back. And actually, I want to get back into it again. But I was really, I found it really encouraging to read mm. uh, the verses on how martyrs are rewarded yes uh because it really fuels the martyrdom or the dying to self the little dying to self that we have to do every day yep um and it it keeps you in mindful of like the bigger the bigger picture and like what is to come you know like where it says like they they love not their lives until the death yeah so that is what we need to have more of as we approach Mm. this this message that we have this week it's so it's so critical, Luke. It's so powerful. I mean, you're you're speaking, and I'm I'm being moved to tears because there is such a disconnect mm-hmm. right now. We don't yeah. really understand the importance of you know. I know it's easy to look at some of us and say, "Oh, you're just a fanatic," or "You're a Jesus freak." Listen, there is mm-hmm. no life right outside of Christ, and 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 the world. There, there's no way to mingle our reality with the world. What right. fellowship does light right. have with the darkness? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're supposed to be removed from the world. This is, but we're supposed to actually have the reality of Christ eternal inside mm-hmm. of us, which is what's governing our decision yeah. making. Yeah, you know. And you're right. And uh, hey, I guess we should pause for a moment and talk about. You're probably hearing. This. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear any banging or, or we're you not, know, we're not fighting each other. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we got our swords out here. Ching, yeah. ching. <laughs> we are. We're in this development stage. Yep. We, our our studio is adjacent to the uh, a room for kings being built yep. out right now. Yeah. You know? Generational construction. Oh man, it's so good. Go. And none of this stuff is supposed to be 
fear, you know, when you re- when you open Revelation. I'm, I'm- well, and that, and that's what I was thinking too. Is yeah. I think it's hard uh, for us, and again, I think it's the enemy that tries mm-hmm. to flip you into this thinking where it's like, okay, they love not their lives even to death. You will now die. <laughs> it's maybe, maybe, maybe you will. I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, is it, it, we hear that and we're like, okay, so then that means I can't have nice things. That means I should not be enjoying my life. That means that I cannot, um, you know, have wealth. And it's like, that is, that is not true. That, that is, that is, that is also a lie. Uh, we are to be good stewards of whatever we have of our time, of our bodies. And God cares about our bodies. Sure does. Um, and he does care that we are taken care of but the point, the larger point is, is like, well, what is the focus of that? Is yeah. that focus just on you? Mm. Or are you building something so that because you're looking ahead to who is coming after you, how this is going to impact the kingdom? Yeah. And that is something that that heart posture is something that only you and the Lord will ever truly know. Because mm-hmm. we can we can put on a, a, a front. Mm hmm. And and people can think we're we're holy. They can think this or whatever, or, or even that even that we're not holy. Yeah. But the or that we don't have that right attitude. But you and the Lord will know. Mm-hmm. Um. And so there's a there's a way that you and the Lord walk out all of this is that you can you die to yourself even in abundance. Yeah, that's so good. That's really important. So if we just flash back to Sunday, if we mm-hmm. just go back to let's pull this into what Pastor Zach's talking about. And we have Hezekiah, who was sick and is now healed. And Babylon has sent in some uh, emissaries. What'd you call yeah, them? Yeah, like envoys, yeah, emissaries. Envoys yeah, to kind representatives. Of bring, yeah, bring yeah. these gifts. And, and Hezekiah turns to like, hey, check out the treasury. Here's everything that we have. And, you know, we would look at this and say, you and I were dialoguing about this. Is it ignorance or is it, is it arrogance? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would say, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And we we hear the word of the Lord come to Hezekiah that, hey, this is going to be you, your your children and children's children are going to be impacted by these decisions. Mm-hmm. And his turnaround response is, whew, at least I'm safe. He says, oh, this is a this is good. Yeah. This word is good mm-hmm. because at least in my day, there will be peace. Those that I don't. And it's interesting that you pause after that because. That's the type of scripture that should send shockwaves down your spine. Yeah, because that's his first response. Yeah. My response would be, how do we avoid this from happening? Yes. And and the thing is, Hezekiah is not foreign to receiving a word from the Lord right. and then praying against it and seeing the change mm-hmm. because he was going to die. He mm-hmm. was sick unto death. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah comes to him and says that you will die. and you know, Hezekiah prays and they, and, and then the Lord changes, changes the, the, the outcome and yeah. says, no, he will be, I will add 15 year, years to your life. Yes. Yet when it comes to the fate of his people, he doesn't, he, cause he, he already walked through this, like this healing process. Mm-hmm. He doesn't apply that to this word about his land and his people. Yeah. And this is this is a really critical point because I think as I look at it from the scope, I was just kind of praying through, meditating, reading some things this morning, um, even some things I think from Spurgeon on the commentary. Mm-hmm. And 
it's this idea of exactly what you're saying. Hey, I've experienced this with the Lord. I feel like I'm safe and I'm good. And there's you, you can see this in, in some Christian relationships where yeah. somebody has advanced, you know, a little bit on their timeline and they're they're okay. They're okay. You know, okay. My kids are serving the Lord. My grandkids are serving the Lord. Like, I'm good. Just gonna cruising sit back. Cruising to Cru- heaven. Cruising. There is an awakening right now that requires us to not be on cruise control, but to be attentive, to be attentive. And I see this difference here with Hezekiah, whereas, you know, there's a heart of repentance, there's remorse, there's turning towards the Lord, there's praying for a different outcome. Mm -hmm. Could it not have been that the Lord could have adjusted the outcome if Hezekiah had more of that repentant prayer? Right. And, and, but the thing is like in the, in the heat of the moment after he's healed, in Isaiah 38, there's this whole passage of the song that Hezekiah sings, mm. and he gets it right in mm. that moment. Like in verse 19, this is Isaiah 38, 19, he says, Only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. He's thinking generationally because point, he's, yeah. he's praying in concert with the spirit mm. at that time. But he loses that. And that's the piece right there is, you know, for a long time, and I don't mean to be crass, and this is not very crass, but I don't mean to be like just flippant. For a long time, I've just had this phrase, and I, I sometimes incorporate it when I'm preaching. It's, fat, dumb, and happy. We've gotten to this place where we're just, we're content in the wrong way because we're just, we're just okay with where we've landed in our walk with the Lord, not procuring something for another generation and not seeing to it that this, this baton is not only passed, but we're the Caleb's running all the way out Mm. to help the next generation Mm. possess the land. Yes. You know? And it's often said of teachers that those who can't do teach. teach. Yeah. I actually hate that. Oh yeah. I believe that those oh, yeah. who do well should teach. Be teaching. Yes. Well, yeah. That's well. That's the thing. If, if you're doing something well, then you might not think that you can't that that you can't teach or that you should teach, but you should. You should. You should. And yes. that's part of, uh, I think, living generationally is explaining the why of what you're doing. Yeah. So good. So we have this piece of, of Hezekiah. Somehow there's a disconnect because he's received. Again, as I read through it, and, and, I, and I go back to where Pastor Zach was talking on Sunday, the, the envoy arrives, the gifts are given, and his immediate response is to take them into, you know, and let them see all these amazing treasures. And it's just, I get this picture that he's totally void of the reality of what he's doing. He's just completely absent-minded. There may be arrogance there, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there is, but it's like you're not even, you're so far removed mm-hmm. from how God has installed you to see to it that this carries on, right. that you are just like, hey, whatever, whatever. And I, I really feel that sense and the importance of no matter how old we are, if we can awaken to this, the Lord wants to use us. I mean, you and I were walking into the studio this morning and bumped into an elder and he's yeah. like, it's a new day, new opportunity. Amen. And he said it to us like three or four times. Oh, and I'm yes. like, we better oh, pay yes. attention yeah, to what absolutely. he's saying. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. 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 No. And that's, and that's something that the Lord's been saying to me too. Yeah. He's like, do what you can with today. Mm-hmm. When we think about doing what we can with 
today and then obviously making generational decisions. This is where we have to pair it together. There's, there's a lot of pressures I think that people are feeling right now. There's a lot of struggles. And I, it's to come to that point of if God has delivered you, when God delivers right. you, don't just settle yes. on that plane. Yes. But allow yourself to see this is an experience that he has brought me to and brought me through. Mm. I'm now going to use this to help my children, my grandchildren, and those that God puts mm-hmm. in my surrounding area. Yep. You know? Yep. Again, walking in this morning, the elder didn't have any idea no. to what was going on with yep. the two of us. Mm-hmm. But his his focus of, hey, everything I have, I have to impart. I've got just a few short yes. days, yes. right? Everything I have, I have to pour out. Mm-hmm. And I will say we need more of that. We right. need some of you who are generals and you know, you're sitting back, you've been there. We need you mm-hmm. to run like Caleb. We need you to pour in. Yeah. And well, and I think again, and you've, you've, pre- you've uh, taught on this before that lack mindset, that mm. poverty mindset. Mm. That's why we have to be, we have to become delivered of that yeah. and, 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 and renounce that because we are so accustomed to looking and saying, this is all I have. How can I give this out? No, just give yeah. from what you have. Yes. It will continuously flow back. And yes. I think that is the, that's the message of uh, when Jesus feeds like the multitudes. Mm-hmm. It always starts with something small, like, oh, well, we only have this little kid and his, his lunch. And Jesus is like, that's all I need. Yeah. And he takes all that and multiplies it. Yeah. And that's what happens with what the Lord does in us. Like when he heals us, when we come to a new, a new, but we fought a battle successfully in his name and, and he, he empowers us. Yeah. It's to give out of that mm-hmm. and to testify and to build up and encourage people. And it's not going to run out. There's going to be, it will be replenished. That's what you're going to find is whatever you do for the Lord, no matter how small it looks physically, yeah. it's unlimited spiritually. Yeah, that's so good. I found myself in my reading this morning, 1 Corinthians 7, when Paul is talking about, you know, it is better rather to be single because the days are short and they're hastening mm-hmm. for Christ's return. And again, if you have a desire to be married, Paul says, go ahead and get right. married, but right. understand you're going to live like you're not because the days are just so, yeah. they're, they're so taxing. It's yeah. so wild what the Lord is doing. And, and what the enemy is trying to overwhelm us mm-hmm. with. And so it keeps us in that position and that posture to realize like, okay, I have to be always ready, not be on and performing. This is where we go back to what we talked about, about you know, 20 minutes ago, praying without ceasing, staying in that place where we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how he's moving us on a momentary basis. Mm-hmm. So we can come into agreement with a decision. Can you imagine some of the decisions that we're making that we may just be making flippantly that could change the course of a generation mm. for, for the Lord or mm. not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, we both had the same, I know the same passage came to our minds yes. separately. Yes. So if you could share that. So we, Luke and I were talking this morning and, and he is just talking to me about the message on Sunday. And all I hear is you fool, your life is required of you tonight. And I just said it to him out loud. And he's yeah. like, that's the same passage that I had. Yeah, that's, that's what I had walking in. So. so we go to where Jesus is speaking in math, excuse me, Luke chapter 12 and verse 13. Then one from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, man, who made me judge and arbitrator over you? And so Jesus said, take heed and be aware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist of the abundance of things he possesses. 
And Jesus goes on to tell mm-hmm. this parable. I guess I'll just read it at yeah, this point. Yeah, do it, do it. He said, this spoke this, Jesus spoke this parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater ones. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Don't I always say fat, dumb, and happy? Oh my goodness. (laughs) But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Mm. I mean, we could preach all day on this, but if you just take this and kind of use it as a New Testament reality to what Hezekiah is living out Mm -hmm. and Pastor Zach was bringing on Sunday, God is not against possessions. He's not against riches. But Jesus' confrontation here is, those possessions cannot have you. Mm-mm. Your life is yeah. not the sum total yeah. of what you possess. Right. Because it all burns. Right. Yeah. Well, and like what the Lord had shown me over this week is like the things that he gives us, it's they, they are tools, mm. not toys. Uh. The enemy will want you to ch- turn anything in your life into a toy, wow. even the good things that God gives you. Wow, dude. But the Lord says, no, that's a, that's a tool. And how are you using it? Tools are used to build. Yeah. Toys are used to play with. It's so interesting, too, because as we're, as we're reading through this passage, I think about the man in the parable saying, oh, I, I have such a plentiful harvest. Right. What am I going to do with all of it? He doesn't even no. think to, to give. Like, God gave him the harvest for others. Right. It, just, just think about it. He, he gave him a plentiful harvest, and his response is, Oh, I just get to soak up all this so that I can live a merry, quiet life. Again, not against riches. Mm -hmm. But if we begin to see, we got to move out of the lack mindset, Mm -hmm. which I would even dare to say that this man in the parable had a lack mindset. Yeah, he's like, I've satisfied that for the moment. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And not realizing that it's not about building up storehouses for self, but seeing, this is really good, Luke, what you said, Mm -hmm. seeing everything that you have as a tool and a resource to be used for God's kingdom. Those who have been entrusted much can right. be entrusted with more. Yeah. Your faithfulness with the little proves your trustworthiness right. and faithfulness with the much. Right, right. And then we come to the concept of the vessels. Oh, I, I know. I think we, I, have yeah, to, we, we really have to address that. Yes, we do. I think some people are, um, you, may, you may be feeling more like one of the vessels yes. that has been taken into captivity. And, so good. You know, a, a, an important thing about vessels is like they don't have, they don't have arms, they don't have feet. Mm. So being taken into captivity is something that is done to them. Wow. Um, and I think some of us may be in that kind of yeah, place. I would agree. I would agree. And it's interesting because when we got started here this morning, I was thinking, oh, let's make sure we hit these two parts, you yeah. know, the Hezekiah piece. And the vessel, the returning of the mm-hmm. vessel piece. And this was a, a whole other amazing part of the message. And yeah. Pastor Zach kind of pointing to the beauty and the beast and the chip cup. And, you know, you're, you're not, that was such a powerful point. The body of Christ cannot just be satisfied with the fact that you're here in, in the fold. Mm-hmm. God wants full restoration right. to that broken vessel. Right. And so if you were carried away, if you have gone through the seasons of 
trauma and abuse, whether you've suffered that right. through family, friends, or church culture, mm -hmm. it's important to understand that the Lord doesn't just want you to have a, a new place to hide out. Right. He wants full restoration Amen. in Amen. your life, and he can Amen. do it. Yeah, and, and also that whole concept of how you view yourself. Mm. Uh, Susanna Salvatore, I don't know if she did this in second service. No, she did it in first, first service. service, yes. So Pastor Zach had her come up and read from Second Tim Second Timothy. Yes, it is. Where uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's talking about how like in a house, in a great house, there are various different kinds of vessels, and they have different, they're made of different materials. And I think sometimes like we can really focus in on, you know, the gold and silver, like, yeah. oh, those are the good ones. Mm -hmm. And then the others, like the wood or the clay, that that's a lesser thing. But the point she was bringing out is um, the, the, the fact that a vessel is, a, is for honor or dishonor is not necessarily inherent in the material that's of good. it, at least uh, if, when we're looking at this particular passage. And it's, we can look at ourselves and feel like, well, I'm just wood compared right. to that person yes, who is a vessel of gold. And yes. it's like, no, no. but you, a, a wood vessel has a different purpose mm -hmm. than a golden vessel. That's right. And the purpose that it's used for and whose hands it's in, that's what determines if it's a, a vessel of honor or, or dishonor. Mm -hmm. And so in the Lord, even if you are made of wood, you're a vessel of honor for him to use for the appropriate um, works that you need a vessel of wood for. That's right. And it really comes down to just being responsible to be what the Lord made you and do what the Lord told you. Mm. And the passage that Susanna was reading goes on to say from Paul, whoever cleanses himself, yes, himself from yes. the latter. And then Pastor Zach brought up that great point of like, we don't like that part. Right. We like that we're going to submit ourselves to God and he's going to do all the cleansing. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, the new covenant reality, yeah. part of the new covenant reality is to live like the new person. Yes. You, you've been given Amen. the spirit of God, everything Amen. that we need for life and godliness. Mm -hmm. This works on both sides. When we find ourselves like uh, uh, Pastor Scott the, week's the week before with a besetting sin, if we mm -hmm. find ourselves with a besetting sin, when we realize that we have the power of the spirit for yes. everything that's needed for life and godliness, and it also works if we feel that we're a broken, destroyed vessel. Mm. We don't have to stay in that place no. because everything that's needed for life and godliness has been provided to us through the spirit of God, which resides inside of us. Amen. So it's that taking that ownership to eradicate the concept of I'm somehow not good enough. Just like, again, I love the analogy of the mason jars with Pastor yeah. Zach and like, hey, one day we're going to use it for chicken feed. The next day, we're going to let a salamander die in it by accident. The next day, we're taking it to dig up all the shells and all the scavengers that, down in the seashore. And on Thanksgiving, you're going to drink out of that mason jar. But what happens? It goes through the sanitizing right. cycle. It goes right. through the cleansing. For, and this is so beautiful because if we can just submit ourselves to the cleansing, mm. you are not a pot that needs to be destroyed. You're not a wood vessel that needs to be burned up. You just need to be cleansed. Right. Whatever right. it is. Is yeah. it the besetting sin or the weight? Or is it, I'm just not good enough. I'm just so broken. And God right. wants to cleanse it all. Right. Right. And, and that's where, you know, uh, walking in truth mm. and actually walking in righteousness. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, in the armor of God, it's like the breastplate of, of righteousness. righteousness. The righteousness there is not talking about your positional righteousness with, with the Lord. 
where he looks on me as though I've never sinned in Jesus. It's the righteousness of actually doing good works. Good. Like I put on the breastplate of righteousness by living according, by cleansing myself and living the way Jesus wants me to live. Yeah. And when you do that, when the enemy comes at you and says, oh, but you were used to do these things, like you are, you are your sin. It's like, no, I stand clean before Jesus. I have the righteousness of Christ on me and I am capable of right living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. And that is the piece that I don't think we often look at, that we have a part to play. We, we so often want to, even just for ignorance sometimes, mm-hmm. just want to lean on to the Lord. Right. But he's done everything. Remember what James 4, 8 says, yep. draw near to God. Yep. So we resist the devil. Yeah. We draw near to him and he will draw near to yep. us. Yep. Is, why, why do we go first? Because friend, the truth is we didn't go first. He already went first and has deposited in us the Holy Spirit of God. So we have to activate by resisting the devil, drawing near, mm-hmm. and then he responds because yep. he's already done everything he can do. We have to take that mm-hmm. step. And when you resist the devil, he will flee. Yes. Yes. It's so good. Um, there's just, there's been something on this show today, and I think we knew it coming in, just a, a powerful word oh, on yeah. Sunday. So a lot of things for us to process. And I will say this as we wrap up here coming in. Wow. I can't believe what time it is, but as, as we close out, what was shocking, not shocking, but what really caused me pause and gave me pause on the week was that Pastor Zach, unbeknownst to, he, he had no idea. I can't even get this out because I'm blown away. Um, I had the opportunity to, to teach at Smith Mills Camp, like Pastor Zach was saying. And the one phrase that the Lord kept putting on my heart all week that I had to bring for three days at this camp was generational decision-making. And when Pastor Zach found out, he looked at me, he's like, I cannot believe that God is speaking you to bring that because he's speaking to me to bring the same thing. So folks, what does that mean? You know, on the basis of two to three witnesses, a truth is established. And so God's spirit is saying, it's time to realize we've got a lot of decisions that we're making right now that are impacting a generation. So it's just really, it just caused me, like like I said, great pause to be like, okay, Lord, if we're in a transition, even if it's a season, Jesus said, you know, the times, you know, the seasons you look out and say, oh, it's red sky in the morning or whatever, you know, fair weather. We read the seasons, we read the times we, or or we read the seasons, we read the weather. We got to pay attention to what the Lord is doing. And in this transition of the final days of summer leading into the school year, Let's get before the Lord and say, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on right now? How do you want to speak to us? How do you want to lead us? That goes for us personally, mm-hmm. with our family or individually, yeah. and it goes corporately as a body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So, dude, you got you got to so close good. us out in prayer, so man. Good. Otherwise, we're going to keep talking all day. <laughs> all right. Father, thank you that you are our Father yes. and that in you we are your children. And so, Father, we submit to you. We submit to your your teaching and your disciplining of us. And Father, help us to live out the freedom that you've brought us into um, with diligence Mm. and perseverance and making the most of every opportunity that you give us. Yes. Uh, Because we know, as Paul says, the days are evil. And so, Father, we just keep going forward in you. Um, And I pray for anyone who is dealing with discouragement Mm. um, or or depression or just feeling nothing and they want to feel something, Father, that you would 
just cover them with your love. Yes, uh, your love that just penetrates every broken place and even the places that we think are fixed. But you show us there's even more. And so, Father, just saturate us in your love and may we walk out as vessels of your love, and your grace, and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Great time today. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that is The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. Give me a-